everyone, welcome to Grade 7 Talk to Experts, a podcast where Grade 7 students talk to experts and find out more about their specialty. I am your host for this episode, Aiden Leonard. I am a student at College Park School in Westminster, Alberta. Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just want to share a little bit about who we are and what we will be doing in our podcast. We are a class of 25 grade 7 students in a non-traditional classroom setting, where we are focusing on experimental, experiential learning using a STEAM approach. That's STEAM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. We want to answer that age-old question of why do I have to learn this? By directly connecting with connecting what we study inside the classroom with the world outside of school. For our podcasts, students will be contacting an expert that they know in their lives. This person could be an expert in their profession or job, or in what traditional to be considered a hobby or an interest. So without further further delay, I am pleased to introduce our Expert for this episode who is an expert on rain and podcasts. E train hall. E train from E train hall. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about what I do on this awesome podcast. I listened to a couple of your episodes and I really like what you're doing. I'm excited, I'm excited and just honored that you think of me as an expert in what I do. So I'm just excited to talk about what I do. Thank you for having me. Let's start by getting to know you. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is E-Train. I host a podcast called E-Train Talks, which I've hosted for about a couple months now. Um, on my podcast, I review books and interview people in the book world. I mainly focus on middle grade novels, um, which is basically upper middle grade, like 11 to 13 year olds, which can qualify from grades like 5th to 7th. So, um, I like to interview people in the middle grade before because I'm I'm middle grade, I'm middle grader, so um, it's kind of like middle grade is an outlet. So I can do any of the things that happen in middle grade, I can do like real fiction for your genre. So any of the events that occur in real fiction middle grade novels can occur to me. So I think that middle grade, other middle grade for that matter, it's just it's really important to me because I love a little grammar and I get to learn about other characters' experiences. So, um, my podcast really took off in March, and that's when over 60 people responded to my tweet asking authors, illustrators, publishers, editors, etc., if they'd like to be interviewed on my podcast. And I'm just thrilled that I had the chance to talk to so many experts um, in the book world, like Leslie Connor. Nancy Wilson and so many others, and there's so much more to come. So I'm excited to be here today and talk about all that I do. Can you tell us about your family? So I live with my mom, dad, and my cat, Honey, who's a troublemaker but also a um, in Northern California. And so my mom is a homeschool teacher. I just started homeschooling this year. It's kind of like a gap year in a sense where I get to focus on book reviews, but I still just shoot and stuff because 
It's not like a college gap year where you don't really, you travel to school places. It's a school year, but also a little bit of a gap year where I can learn some new techniques and just kind of discover new things and new learning stuff. Um, and just learn about topics that I'm interested in. And so my dad was from home most of the time, but he does travel across the country. I live, I live in the US, so there's a lot to travel to. Um, and um, my family is really close. Like We all live pretty close together in the same region. We all pretty much live in the, the Western United States. Although my closest family, they only live about a mile away. Um, so it's always my same family close by that you can relate to and celebrate birthdays and special events with. So that's my family. It's not too big, but I'm happy with it. What do you do for fun? Well, I have a lot of hobbies. Some say too many, but that's not true. Um, so the fun I like to read, obviously. That's kind of why I do my book reviews and all the reviews, because reading is a pastime. Reading is my love. I love reading. It's basically an outlet to other worlds. It's, it's, a, it's a place where you can escape and daydream, and you're not really judged in the reading world. And I also love watching um, American football, um, the NFL during football season, although CFL and also Australian football. I like all forms of football as long as it's rough and soft and fun. Um, uh, like a lot of kids that I know, I like playing video games because it's, it's a lot like books in a way. Um, it's like an outlet to another world, to a fantasy world. Um, and I can connect with a lot of my friends that way because some of my mom likes reading as much as I do. So I have to find a way to connect with some people that really share the same world and really excited. And I also play sports like tennis, basketball, and football. So I'm a sports guy, but I also really love reading and many other hobbies and music. Can you talk a little bit about where you live? Nothing specific, just they say out in the country, etc. What's it like? Well, I live in rural California in an urban area. So it's not too far from the capital, Sacramento. Um, and it's really nice. It's like a nice little community that we have, and we're friends with a lot of the kids. Um, although a lot of them, they're actually like a year older than me. They're experiencing middle school. Like, I have a lot to learn from them because, so I'm going to go to public, public middle school next year, and they're already in that experience. I'm learning a lot from them. So it's really a nice little community what? that we have. Um, I'm making a lot of friends and a lot of connections. We just moved here last year, so we're still kind of getting the group because there are people who have lived in our community for like 10 years. But it's just, it's a very good experience living in a nice little community where I can make some friends. If you could live anywhere you want, where would it, where would that be? Well, I would really want to live in a, like, I don't think there's no perfect place to live. I mean, Hawaii sounds perfect, but it's not, it rains all the time. So, the perfect place that I would want to live, I would like to just be completely mild temperatures, and just like, I can look out the door and I can see a rainbow, which is what like Hawaii is. So, I probably want to live in Hawaii. Um, it's warm, the water is always pretty warm, and when you live there, it's like, you basically can walk to the beach. That is just a dream come true, walking to the water and scuba diving and doing all, this fun, all these fun activities. And it's like a day-to-day -day thing. Like, you don't have to fly five hours in California to get to Hawaii. You're just right there and you get to experience it. I know my mom would also love to live at the beach, so we kind of share that in common. <laughs>
What is school or learning like for you? Well, I homeschool right now, and it's a pretty new experience. So basically, I do the regular schoolwork, like like English, um, social studies, science, math, and I also have time of um, what I can read. I can do these book reviews, but you also have to consider language, in sense, consider English. So it's really it's a new experience for me. But it's also very exciting, like. I'm at home. Of course, I'm going to stay in my pajamas all day, like most people say. So it's not do that. Um, so it's just, I think it's a cool learning opportunity because I'm learning a lot of the material that I didn't really learn at public school or private school. So on a homeschool day, it's a lot different than um, public school, and also because all your work, all your work is homework, so you get your, so you don't really have homework in a sense, um, but you do. It's hard to explain, but I just, I really like the homeschool experience. I'm still debating where I'm going to do it next year, or just go to public school, so it's like a constant debate in my head. Um, but currently, um, just that's kind of what my school day is like. What do you look forward to about grade 7 specifically? Well, I know that there's a lot to look forward to in seventh grade. The school I'm going to be going to, there's a, there are a lot of trips that you can go on, a lot of field trips. So I'm excited for that, although I really hate driving and flying. But I mean, if I get to go to DC or Florida, um, I would love to do that. Um, and I also look forward to just kind of being older. And also, since I'm Jewish, I have a long list to go on then. It's like, it's basically the Jewish um, transition to the Oprah. It's kind of like, okay, you have the ceremony, now you're going to start becoming an adult. You're no longer like a little kid anymore. So there's a lot that's going to happen for me in seventh grade. I'm very excited. I don't know everything, so I'm going to learn a lot along the way. Tell us a little bit about podcasting and interviewing authors. Right, if you want to So podcasting and interviewing authors is a very interesting experience. So I started podcasting um, in January, and it slowly kind of progressed into something that I was focused on a lot. Like, so I started the podcast, yeah. I was just reading um, my book reviews and I wrote a ton, and they asked me something with them, because I can't really do a YouTube before you get all dressed up every single time, like, so read every single review I have. So podcasting was a little bit easier in a sense, um, and when I interview authors, I'm always nervous, because basically authors are what I want to do. Like they are the definition of who I want to be. When I see an author writing, doing what they love, that's the definition of what I want to do. Rainer, so what's the back there? Also the back there at the table by yourself. Um, you have to be very prepared. Like I have to be prepared right now for this interview. Um, but you have to have a script with every that you have. You also have to just kind of be prepared for anything. <laughs> Because you kind of you don't know exactly what they're going to respond to your questions with. So you have to be prepared on the fly. You have to have a skill. If you don't have really a, a skill, then you can't necessarily um, like I'm not you don't need like a gift. Um you just need to be know like you need to it's you just need to kind of be prepared. That's the main thing. You always need to be prepared because you don't know exactly what the author's gonna say. But you need to kind of, um, whatever they throw at you, maybe they ask you a follow-up question, you need to be prepared. That's kind of what it all comes down to.
And also, one thing I want to say about reviewing authors, um, it's super fun. I highly recommend it because authors, they're just great. Like, if you, the authors are on the right side of social media. Is the right side or the wrong side? The wrong side is icky, and nobody does support each other. When you find yourself on the right side, the writing community, the right side, Jenny was saying, right? Okay, I'm sorry for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, when you find yourself on that side of social media, everybody's supportive of each other. Instead of your authors, it's a safe space for us because everybody's supportive, everybody promotes each other. They want to put each other up instead of each other down. So, I think what you guys are doing is really important because um, you're talking to experts and it's a safe place. It's a safe place. place. I'm now going to have Brennan to ask you a question. Hello. Um, my question is, or technically there's two. What books have you been like sent before they were released? And what's your favorite book series? Well, I've been sent a lot of books before they've been released. It's hard to say that because like, a couple months ago, I never would have imagined this. So, um, a couple of books I've received early are The Curious and Intensity Inspired by Tom Phillips. And I'm actually doing the book trailer for his book, so I'm very excited for that. Um, it's basically a mystery series about growing up and just like kind of, it's a detective story, which is always really exciting. Another book I received early is The Road to After My Living Aloud. It's a novel and verse about a family who's seen abuse, and they kind of to get used to living, like not just being stuck in the household, not being trapped inside the jail. So they have to just kind of, um, it's like realize we're not trapped anymore. We can do this. We can, we can do anything. So that's a story that I really recommend. All the stories that I receive, I really like all of them, which I'm super glad about because if, um, it's really, it's a really difficult situation when you dislike the book that an author sent you. So luckily, a lot of the books that I receive, I like them. I really love them. I love the storylines and everything about them. So. If you're listening to this, I don't hate you, I really like all of all you write. And also, the final book that I want to talk about is the first year of Climate Club. Um, it's about, it's a sequel to Dress Code. Um, it comes out in July. So, it's a story of a separate class who, they, they learned a lot about climate change and they want to do something. So, they start a Climate Club and they, they're basically trying, they use a podcast like me to like just relay the message, climate change is coming, and we need to do something. And that's, it really relates to me because I created a podcast to promote books, to promote literacy, to get, like, my goal is to get books in the hands of kids who really need them, but they don't have the resources necessary. So that's just a few of the books that I've received. I've received quite a few, but I don't really have time to talk about every single one of them, so, yeah. And, um, what is your favorite book series? Oh, uh, this is a really tough one. Um, it's hard to choose just one because there are so many great series. Also, I don't want to upset anybody. Um, so, um, I'm going to talk about the first book series that I ever loved. So, um, and based on, it's the first book series that I loved and the genre that I loved. So, the first realistic fiction series that I really like and the first one I really read is the Brain series by James Ponty. He's just a favorite author. He's wrote, he wrote the City Spy series, Brain series, and so many others. 
So it's basically a group of two kids and their detectives, they're on the case. And it's like a mystery realistic fiction, which I always enjoy, because it adds two of my favorite genres. Put them back together, and it's going to be a great story. Okay, thank you. What does a typical day look like for you? Um, well, this school is a lot different than public school or private school. So I have a lot of time on my hands, which means I can do a lot of you know, cool reviews and offers. And stuff. Like, I can schedule an interview for 10 a.m. in the morning because I, I, I have very flexible schedules. But um, if, despite like, all the movies and stuff like, I do and how that's just changing the game, it's just so much fun, I still have to do school. Um, because, so, like, the rule here is you have to do four hours of school and stuff. I have to do that. And I do a lot of English, math, science, and social studies. Those are the main ones that I do. And I also like to include art, science, and other subjects in there. But those are the four main subjects that I really work on. I'm now going to have Julia ask you a question. Hi, my name is Julia, and I was wondering how you decided to do a podcast. Well, I had been booked on my YouTube channel for about six months before I started my podcast. And I received encouragement by a few different authors, which just really made my day, my month, my year. Because I never expected that authors would actually like what I'm doing. And I guess they do. So now I'm going to find a way to do more book reviews. Because I don't have to get dressed up in a suit or just... Uh, a really nice shirt and pants and stuff every single time they will look review. So I thought, what if I do a podcast? I don't like that to them all the time, and they're, they're not on video. So you don't have to get super dressed up, and people can listen to them anywhere, and they're, they're still popular at the moment. So I thought, why don't I do a podcast? And um, I never realized, I did not know at all that that would be the start of something special. Because now look where I am. You're interviewing me. You consider me to be an expert. So, like, uh, everything that's happened is based to podcasts. Because it's just an easier experience. And it's not difficult, of course. You need to do editing and all that kind of stuff. But, like, it gave me the opportunity to do more work with you. So, I woke up and do a lot more. And that's really helped me on my Okay, thank you. Have there been times that you felt discouraged as a podcaster and book enthusiast? So I felt discouraged a lot. Um, so the first reason I was discouraged because before all this happened to me, nobody really listened to my podcast, and I wasn't really able to get in touch with anybody. So that really discouraged me, and because like I was, I of course I love doing podcasts and reading, but like I really hope that people would kind of. They um, find my podcast and they promote it. But um, I never gave up. I kept doing podcasts no matter how many plays, whether I got zero plays or ten plays on a podcast. I kept going and I made it to the point I am today. And learned from the discouraging, well, not really discouraged, because it's kind of the opposite. I was exhausted. This is a to be read podcast. It's very discouraging. When you know, like, oh, I finished the book, yay. Um, and I got the book to be done, and I got the interview done, yay! But then there are like 10 more books to get to read. So it can be discouraging at times, 
But I always knew that I would read. Um, so I also chose to learn with Ash because I did. And I was and like, hey, think, look on the bright side. You're getting tons of book recommendations. And you have a lot of time on your hands. So read, read, train, read. So I never read off, and that's really helped me on my journey because I'm at the point where I am today, and it's just, I guess people will call that inspiring. What made you want to keep on going as a podcaster and book enthusiast? So, just the thought that, um, well, I've always been a podcast, whether I agree with the news or not. Um, so, nothing's um, way to discourage me as a book enthusiast. I've never been discouraged because I've always loved reading. Um, so, although sometimes books can be really long, but like, so that's another thing. Like just I kept going because like just I have to write my own story. So do I want my story to end? Like after a hundred pages, or do I want to keep going and be a four hundred page novel? Um, so I kept going. I kept reading. I kept writing. And um, yeah, like I said, I'm now writing book reviews. I've actually been asked to write a review of Word, which is what it's called. For the back of the book, um, it's gonna be on the back of the book. So it's all just very exciting, and I just can't stop smiling every day. I wake up and I see that oh, another person's asking to review their book. It's just that keeps me going. Just the, the thought that like, so much is happening and so great. Social media, like YouTube, since I was eight, and I intend to keep going another three years. Eight to eleven years old now, eleven to fourteen. I just want to keep going as long as I can. If I have time on my hands, I will write book reviews. Like, because everything that's happened, like, there's no reason for me to be discouraged. Because there's just so much happening. Like, when I get another book review, it's not like, oh, I'm having more, more books to review. But I do. I have, like, that's, that's the main reason I got discouraged at that point like, when I started. Because I didn't really have enough books to review. Because there was nobody giving me book recommendations. But now I have a whole pile of books that I still have to read. It can't, that can be serving at times, but also like, yes, I have more books to read because there are some dry spells where I couldn't really find any. So I intend on making content as long as I will read. If I don't want reading, there's no other point to do um, the book reviews because um, the whole point is I'm trying to promote literacy. I'm trying to like show my love of reading, make other people love reading. Um, and just like kind of get books in the hands of avid readers like me, but if I'm not an avid reader, then there's really no point in doing this because the whole point is I'm pouring my heart and soul into literacy. But if I don't really have any heart and soul before, then um, I might have to stop. But I don't intend on stopping as long as I love reading because I just love reading forever. I've been reading since I was two and a half. I haven't stopped. So I'm just making content as long as I can, as long as people are still interested. And I know that I might I that um I might have to slow down like college, high school, but I just I want to keep going for as long as I can. Okay, thank you. Can you tell us some kind of experience you are unsure but you chose to participate and I made your best effort? Um, well, there have been a lot of situations where it's kind of hard to keep going. And, like, so, for instance, there are classes, there are uh, book clubs that I didn't want to attend. Um, but I'm on Maybe, 
and they were great experiences. I, I learned a lot, but thanks to my mom, because like half of the book clubs, like because it was hard to get into the group of book clubs, like because um, like I started the clubs on Zoom and COVID, and I was just like, why? Why do I actually see people? It's just boring. Um, like not talking about books and reading, but also just like it's just kind of hard. Right? So, but I kept going, and I learned a lot. And now I don't really, I also on the plus side, I've done so many zooms that um, if something goes wrong on Zoom, I know how to fix it. So that's the plus side. And um, so also sometimes schools, and also going to parents' houses, like sometimes it's hard to know when something's going to go good and when something's going to go bad. But I always can stay optimistic. So that's one thing that I just really have to remember. In your opinion, what makes someone an expert? Do you consider yourself an expert? Do I consider myself an expert? I think that I consider myself an expert. There are people that have done this longer than me, but I like to consider myself an expert. Um, of course, there's a lot to learn. Like, no matter like, how good you are at something, there's always room to improve. So, I think that when you're an expert, um, you kind of you, you know, you have to know that there's more to learn. You're not perfect. So when you know, when you know that, then you're always going to want to learn. You want to learn more and more. And you have to just kind of accept that, not to know everything. So once you do that, and you kind of, you just sort of get into the groove, you realize, you just keep, keep trying, keep learning. That's what makes you an expert. You don't have to be super smart about a topic. You just kind of, you have to love something. You have to be willing to be there for the ride. Like, if, even if you get nauseous on the Ferris wheel, you have to keep going. That's kind of what I always use. What do you think failure has to do with success? Also, when did you fail and how did it help you? Well, if you don't fail at something, then you can never really truly feel success. Um, and also, uh, after failure, you, you strive to be better. You strive to achieve success. And I think that's kind of how they're related because like, they're not necessarily opposites. Like, many people think failure and success is two polar opposites. But that's not really the case because um, if you always succeed, you'll never truly know. Like, you'll never, like, if you always fail, that's a good thing because you always learn from your mistakes. But if you always, like, it's like if you hate failure or then kind of you don't really know how to feel success. Like if you always learn, you only have that feeling like, yes, I did this. Because it's just you expect it. So I think they're both really related in many different ways. And I I've made a lot of mistakes. Um from maybe not spacing out my words enough, um, which has made had made me redo a couple of papers a couple of times, but also just kind of not understanding, like not understanding a certain topic. Um, and I think that when I fail, sometimes I get really frustrated, but um, that's, a, like, that's a good thing. It's just when you care. So I think that um, when I fail, um, it doesn't mean, I don't get, I don't like, throw myself into the, into the trash. I don't get mad at myself. I don't put myself down. I try to lift myself back up and keep going, and that's kind of my philosophy. Just whatever life throws at you, you come back stronger. I am now going to have Nixon to ask you a question. 
Hi, I'm Nixon, and in the future, do you plan on writing your own book? Yes, I do want to write my own book. That is a real goal of mine. I am writing books currently. I have many ideas brewing. Um, and my current idea for books is to write a climate change story, because that's a topic I'm really passionate about. Like, my goal is to write about a topic that I'm passionate about. Once I find that true passion, I know that I'm going to write. Because at the moment, I'm still learning a lot, and I'm just really glad that I have the opportunity to do author interviews, like editor interviews, because I'm learning about all the different sides of posting a book. So, I gain extra knowledge. And eventually, and I know that I'm actually going to be able to write a book. I'm going to write a book. Um, well, I'm, I know that, well, even if it's hard, I'm going to keep going because like, that's my philosophy. I've done book reviews for so long, and at times I didn't get the recognition that I wanted, but I kept going. And like, when I go on, I write books. And currently, when I do creative writing, when I don't really have an idea for what's next, I keep going. And I think that that's really something that I have to look back. Um, I have to have patience, and I'm not really there yet. I'm not patient enough where I can stand in the line behind 10 people. Once I achieve that, I know that I think I'll be ready to for a book. I'll be ready to write 10 books. Because book reviews are a lot different than books. But let's listen at the same time. Money off your podcast? Okay, this is a question that nobody has asked me. It's very sad to answer that I have never, I, I have made this mistake. Hmm. Um, and that's okay. Um, because my goal is to make it. Although, I mean, I sometimes, I need the money to go to, to like, to what we're going to do. But okay, so my goal is to make money. If I do make money, I want to donate it or, like, put it towards my college fund, not, not use it like in the moment. Um, although I have started trying to find ways to make money, like not necessarily for me, but like, so I can find a way to promote literacy, to get books into the hands of people that need them. So, um, I, I kind of started like different, finding different ways to make money, but my you know, goal is always to make money, and I haven't actually made it yet. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Addy, and um, how many books do you think you have? Oh God, um, let's see. I have this whole bookshelf, this whole bookshelf, this garage, this stack. I don't know. I don't know. I've only read over a thousand books, um, but I think it's like four hundred or more, which is my bedroom, which I'm at right now. I think it's about 250 or so, probably more than one. Thank you. I think I should count that. Thank you.
Hi, I'm Carter. And how many authors have you talked with? Um, I talked to a third of all authors. That's a lot, but it's not even close to what's next. I've scheduled so many interviews, and um, I'm just excited for what's to come. I've only interviewed 13 authors so far, um, but I know there are so many more that I'm going to be able to, including two authors at a time, which is coming up really soon. Okay, thank you. Hi, I'm Brett, and out of all the authors you've interviewed, who is your favorite? Oh, God. Um, hopefully nobody's listening to this that I interviewed. Um, my favorite is probably Leslie Corner, because she has supported me through everything. When I have, like, when I have 50 followers or when I have 900, um, she's always been there. I actually had just a private chat with her about an hour today, and talked about books, and she's just somebody that I, that I can trust. And she's, I know she's going to be in my corner, um, always. So that's kind of, she's my most treasure. So, I don't know if I have a favorite, because there's so many more for the interview soon. And that might change, so my favorite might change. But shortly, it's less than Okay, thank you. Um, hello, it's Breton again, and I was wondering, how do you usually get in contact with your interviewees, I guess, whoever you're going to interview? Um, so, I usually get in contact with them through their messages, although I'm at the point now where they actually get in contact with me. I don't know, I'm just some, like, middle, middle schoolers, but they're getting in contact with me now. So, it's usually through Twitter messages or Instagram messages. Um, so, social media. Um, although every once in a while, it's through my email and my website. So, that's kind of how people get in contact. And why did you choose E-Train as your, um, name? Username. So my dad has always called me E-Train. I don't know why. Um, like, I don't know how to answer this question. It's just, like, I wanted to have something that, like, like alliteration. E-Train talks like the two T's. So... I wanted to have something that had a little bit of a that was really catchy, and E-Train Talks came to mind, because my name is Megan, E-Train, and I talk way, and I talk a lot. Thank you. Hi, my name is Esme, and what other genres do you like besides realistic fiction? Um, some other genres that I really like are realistic, oh wait, I understand, fantasy, um, I like non-fiction, and I also, um, I like children fiction and mystery. So, although I love most forms of fiction, um, although I do occasionally like reading non-fiction, but the ordinary fiction most of the time, I think it has more meaning in stuff. Like, there's always a hidden meaning, and I have to find it. And whereas, like, non-fiction is kind of strictly the fact. So, I want to kind of have a little mystery. Like, each fiction book is a bit of a mystery. Thank you. Um, hi, it's Addie again, and, uh, how many hours a day do you read? Um, let's see, so, I always have to read three minutes in the morning, and today I still read books in the afternoon, it's probably about an hour and a half a day, um, although sometimes I read more, sometimes I read less, it really depends on how many books I have to read, like, better than my staff, like, a 2D best staff, and there are a lot currently, so I'm reading a little bit more. And what book are you reading right now? Let's see. So I'm about to start All the Lines by Paul Kosia and Eric Walters. I'm going to be interviewing them in about a couple weeks. So 
I just started reading on the line, and there are also a couple of books that I have that I start reading soon, um, and I re most recently read, but this is the one where I'm going to start reading. Okay, thank you. Hi, it's Carter again. Uh, what equipment do you use for your podcast? So, I use a program called Anchor, which I know that you guys use as well. Um, and I use this microphone right here. Hello. Um, and this is the microphone that I use for every single podcast that I make. Um, because my, the internal mic on my computer is really bad, so I, I have to get um, an external mic like this for um, Okay, thank you. Hello. I I'm Brent again. Uh I was wondering how do you I guess depict the introduction, the inciting incident, rising climax, or rising action climax following climax and conclusion. Well, um, for my book reviews, I can't really talk about every single thing in my books, in, in the books, because I don't want to spoil anything, but usually, I always start with the book, introduction, I'm talking about the books, then I kind of transition more, like, into the deeper meaning of the stories. I don't, like, I don't want to talk about, like, a super big climax, like, the main action part of the story, because that's kind of giving away the best part, and I want people to read, not, not I don't want to talk about the entire story, so, I also have to remember that, and it was really hard sometimes, like, oh, I want to spoil this so bad, it's such a good story, it's so good, but I, I can't, because that's not, because that would just be the opposite of what my job is, so. Um, so that's mainly what I do, but I always end with a little conclusion, like telling people how to find the book, where they can find it, and it was about the authors. Okay, thank you. Uh, hi, I'm Jackson again, and, um... Crap, I forgot it. Hold on. Hi, it's Carter. Jackson forgot his question. Uh, where did your love of reading come from? Well, my mom and dad always read to me when I was a baby. I don't remember that, but that's what they taught me. So, um, they always read to me in the morning. And so my dad, before my mom got up, my mom, after she got up, and it was a never-ending process, so I've been told. Um, and I guess that's kind of what sparked my love of reading, because I've been read to so much that I was like, I don't want you to read to me anymore. I want to do this myself. Okay, thank you. Hi, it's Jackson again, and um, have you ever stopped reading a book that, like, an author sent you that you didn't like? This is a really tough question, and um, I have done that. It's a little hard. It's a bit of a tricky situation because it's hard to say no. Like when you've already received the book, when you already said you're going to review it, and then the author, it's hard to say. It's hard to stop and say, "Listen, this is really up my alley." Luckily, most of the books I received, I really like, but I have, um, I have had, I have had that situation before. It's, it's a bit of stress, but um. I look through it, and so it's kind of a little situation. Okay, thank you. Hi, my name is Eli, and um, what is your all-time favorite book? My all-time favorite book. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have a bookshelf. 
probably Starfish by Lisa Phipps. Um, not only my bias about her, because she was the first person to ever, like, read, she was the first author to ever read one of my interviews. Um, but also it's just a meaningful story. It's like a coming of age story, just friendship and accepting yourself. And also add on the fact that it's an all the universities for my favorite styles of writing poetry. Um, it's a really great story. Why, thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rainer, and what do you do with the books you finished? Um, I like to put them in my bookshelf, and like, so I always go back to them and think, hey, this is a really good book, and you have to do this again. And I also, like, if there are books that, like, really spoke to me that I that are really memorable, I like to put them in a special place, which is right here. Um, that's my special bookshelf place, that's saved for all my favorite authors that have been so super kind to me. Um, so I usually like to just save them in the bookshelf, like sure, and if they're really special or important to me, I like to put them at the top where everybody can clearly see them at, on, on my interviews. Okay, thank you. Hello, I'm Brandon, and this is like my last question. Uh, what was the first book that you reviewed, and who was the first author you interviewed? The first book that I ever reviewed was, um, I have to go back to my old computer to find that out. But, so I've seen the brain format in the fifth grade, and that's kind of, so the first book I ever used that format for um, is Starfish, which I talk about. It was the first time an author ever actually said anything about my reviews. So it was the first time I used a new format, PowerPoint. I always used Word, and that wasn't very reliable. So I started, that's when I started using PowerPoint, and I had a lot of people reviews saved onto this computer, so um, that was very helpful. So Starfish is the first book that I ever reviewed on that new format, and the first author that I ever interviewed. Um, so I made a post on March 18th, and so many people responded. Um, and talking about their books and stuff. And so the first author I ever interviewed, they were from they were from that tweet and they responded. Her name, her name is Sarah Scherger. She wrote Operation Frog Effect. Um and so I interviewed her about her novel. I was just getting started as well, I was so nervous. Um but it was my experience and I've gotten a little bit better and less nervous now. Okay, thank you. That's our last question from the floor, so we're going to wrap up now. Is there anything else you want you want to say? Well, I want to say that um, you guys are amazing. I really respect what you're doing, talking to experts um, in different fields, and also I'm just so grateful that you're considering expert interviews and podcasts. It's it's like. I, it's kind of an honor because there are so many other interviewers and podcasts out there. So just by thinking of me, I'm very grateful and I'm glad I have the opportunity to chat with you. Thank you for coming, Train. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. We learned a lot about podcasts and books. Thank you to my classmates for the questions and thank you, listeners. Have a great day and stay tuned for the next episode.
We'd love to hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.